The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Everybody wants to know what I would do if I didn't win. I guess we'll never know. So keep your love. I don't get enough of it. Jesus just rose again. Listen to the kids. Welcome to Watching the Throne. A lyrical analysis of, let me check my computer really quick. Okay, it's working. Kanye West. <laughs> my name is Chris Lambert. My name is Travis Bean, and I'm a very embarrassed person today because Chris and I just recorded about 50 minutes of a podcast episode for this show. And at the very end of it, I realized that I had not been washed in the blood and had committed a very terrible mistake. Yeah, all of our deep insights and realizations about wash us in the blood gone down the drain but now i'm asking the lord to wash me in the blood like please forgive me of my sins redeem me let this episode be better than we thought it ever could have been (laughs) which uh hopefully it is you know i mean it is the west day ever still (laughs) so i think we're gonna i think we're gonna be good but this is exciting we have a new kanye song the first of 2020 and in a lot of ways it feels like uh a return to a scope and scale that maybe we hadn't gotten from Kanye in the last few projects. I feel like there's a lot of excitement right now. Yeah. And you said this is the first song from Kanye in 2020. As far as I'm concerned, it's the first song of 2020. <laughs> I've still been a couple jams, but yeah, I feel like this is, this is what I've been waiting for. I haven't been this excited. I've heard some catchy songs, you know, where I'm just like, that's fucking catchy, but <laughs> not anything like this where I'm like, whoa, what an experience. Well, it's been a while since we got a single ahead of an album from Kanye, period. Like, yay, Kitsy goes, Jesus is King. Like, we got all those songs day of. You have to go back to 2016 for the life of Pablo to when we got a song like before an album came out. Like, this is fun. What did we even get before Pablo came out? Was it just facts? Oh, no, we got facts, real friends. Yeah. Uh, no more parties in LA, 30 hours. 30 hours, yeah. So, yeah. like a third of the album. <laughs> um, yeah, but I was honestly surprised. So, okay, where were you when you first heard the song? Okay, like, so I'm going to tell the story again. And I, I told on the YouTube video already, and I told it on this podcast already, but no one's ever going to hear that. So here we go. I was uh, arranging to be back at my apartment today at 10 a.m. for the drop being of the new music video. I woke up real early. I was pretty tired, but feeling good. Went on a run real early and was arranging to be back at 9 o'clock so I could shower, eat breakfast, and be ready for the video at 10 o'clock. What I did not realize is that the video was dropping at nine o'clock, 10 yeah. Eastern, nine central. <laughs> yeah, you're in that central time zone. Unfortunately. So 
I was literally walking into my apartment as I was watching the music video, like as it premiered, um, listening to it on my shittier running, running headphones. And it was not ideal condi- listening conditions or viewing conditions, really. Um, it was a strange first experience of the song. And as we talked about on the forever deleted episode that the original version of the song wasn't quite the same, was maybe a little bit unfinished. So like, you know, all those factors going into my first listen to the song, like weren't exactly great. And I wasn't sure how I felt about the song from the get go. I don't know about you, how you felt. I am somebody that goes to bed very late at night. If you follow us on Twitter, you're probably aware of that. Or if you watch YouTube videos, you're probably like this guy uploaded a video at 3am. Um, <laughs> So I set an alarm for like 8.40 and 8.57 and the 8.41 woke up and the 8.57 was just supposed to be like an emergency, but I probably fell back asleep. <laughs> uh, I text, I think I texted you something and then 8.57 I woke up. Maybe it was at 8.57 I texted you like, do the Twitter, record a video. Like, yeah, like yeah, yeah. I'm going to watch and go back to sleep. And uh, it almost felt like a fever dream just because the music video is so eclectic and such a barrage of images that part of me was like laying in bed still with the covers kind of like pulled up over my head, looking at my phone, just being like, what am I watching right now? (laughs) And the music itself is kind of trippy and like, I don't know if atonal is the right word, but it just was sending me for kind of a, a little bit of a ride. And I liked what I was hearing and seeing because it's, very striking it just wasn't uh i wasn't sure what to expect yeah i mean it's striking from the get-go because like we should know this about kanye at this point that he never every time he makes new music it doesn't sound like anything else that he's made he's always reinventing himself but i think both you and i had this expectation of whatever wash us in the blood was going to be it was going to sound like Jesus is King because we think of Kanye, he's trending toward gospel music. He's finding his faith again, his connection with God. Like he's just on this kick now and he's going to make music like we heard in Jesus is King that adheres to gospel, like is its own thing, but generally adheres to what gospel music is as we know it to be. That is such a stupid assumption because of course the song is nothing like anything on Jesus is King. Like the closest <laughs> thing, the closest thing it comes to is like the the production on close on Sunday, but even then it doesn't really sound like close on Sunday at all. Like there's a, there's a general like lightness to close on Sunday that really is not present in this song. Like this song is synthy. I don't know about grungy, but like kind of chaotic. Like it definitely has those Jesus vibes and everyone seems to be pointing that out. Like everyone recognizes that there's like a, an aggression and like um, a brooding caged anger that's like within this song. Yeah, you talk about Closed on Sunday. And Closed on Sunday, there is, like, a similar, uh, like, tone to both songs. Like, literal, like, sonic tones, not, like, emotional tones. Mm -hmm. Uh, But Closed on Sunday really does feel like you're walking through an enchanted woods, and it's maybe a little scary, but there's, like, fairies about kind of going around, and you're like, (laughs) what is this? But not that there's like a witch or a monster in the woods, just like they're magical creatures, but not anything like quite as dangerous. It almost feels like if you took Closed on Sunday and Sella and rammed them together and then brought in Yeezus right. and 
Uh, I was comparing it on Twitter to having that same edge, the on-site feedback, Freestyle 4, and there was one other one, all kind of share with this little bit of that grungy intensity. Um, But I, I think, yeah, we were talking about, well, it's gospel music. Like Kanye is a gospel artist now, but I feel like he's actually redefining himself to it's not gospel music. It's biblical. And yeah. that's the big difference to me because while the gospel takes the praise portions of the Bible, I feel like the Bible itself isn't that right. There is praise, but it's also a very dramatic <laughs> Some dark uh, shit. Yeah. Book like there's, there's murder, there's war, there's battles. There's like all the negative aspects of humanity countered by these brilliant aspects of humanity and what God offers and all of that. And on Jesus is King, Kanye stuck a bit more towards the gospel aspect of things, but he's such an epic artist overall. And I think really drawn to uh, the darker aspects of not just like the human soul and psyche fame, but also darker iconography uh, and more of the epic quality of, of those things. So it makes sense in hindsight that he would be drawn to not just the gospel elements, but the biblical elements and be bringing in that tone to where this song is essentially like book of revelation made into music. Like a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Like that's such a <laughs> biblical way to open <laughs> the song and the the blood raining down on everybody, washing over them. Like that's that epic Kanye shit that I think is amazing. And he's taking the Bible and gospel and doing Kanye things with them. Yeah. And honestly, when you really think about it, you don't just think of like, the surface aspects of gospel music. We think of Kanye's journey over the past few years and him quoting Bible passages and the way he's altered, the way he acts, like the way he, the, the energy he's putting out in the world. Like it really isn't surprising that this is the direction Kanye has gone. Like when the Bible ultimately is this tale of humanity, like, like you were listing, like the good and the bad of humanity clashing and like what the result is. And everything about this song seems to be channeling that from the music video to like the lyrics to just the general sound of it. Like the music has all these, these images. It starts off an image of people battling police or, you know, there's like some sort of verbal confrontation going on. And eventually it uh, filters out into like people dancing and having fun, but also people like fighting each other and people driving cars into each other. Like there's like general chaos going on. And it's getting at this idea that like chaos from the stop chaos from the top eventually filters out the chaos throughout society and what happens to people when like there's oppression and when there's, you know, when the legal system and the government is working against you, like all of these things that happen to the world and ultimately like, how do you fix it? Like, well, you look to God, like God is the savior. God can redeem us. God can guide you. And I think that's the energy Kanye's on. Where, you know, back on Jesus, he crafted this character who thought he could fix the world. But now that Kanye's given up his ego and given up that Jesus side of himself, like he's looking to God now and asking God, like, can you wash us in the blood? Like, can you fix us? It's it's a very different energy. And, it, and I think that gets at what the title of the album 
probably alludes to God's country. Like God's country could allude to his home, like the Wyoming, the micro, but also the macro, like this world that's resulted in what's resulted from everything that's happened. And like, and Kanye himself, like trying to like maneuver within that and thinking like, what can God do to help us? Yeah. There's something larger than just Wyoming, right? When Blake Shelton sang God's country, (laughs) it -hmm. was a song about like Wyoming or just that area in the landscape and the beauty of that land. But I think when Kanye is using God's country, as you just said, he's getting at much more of the macro at the societal and looking at maybe a bit of the tension between what this is supposed to be and what it has become and how do we get back closer to the ideal than where we're at right now yeah which is interesting because i mean of course kanye is always thinking about the macro like he's always thinking about how he can help people and how he fits into the world but the last three albums yay kitsy ghost jesus is king like they're pretty micro albums like they're very intimate internal journeys that we're experiencing yeah and for him to finally zoom back out i that's something that i feel like i've said a lot on the show but that kanye tends to like explore the micro and then take what he learned and go macro with it like you look at college dropout and late registration as him kind of gaining some perspective on releasing albums like perfecting that pop sound and then he throws out graduation which just kind of Mm -hmm. takes that to the next level of stadium music right this isn't Mm -hmm. just radio music this is stadium music and then he reduces back to the micro with 808s and heartbreak and goes very minimal again before coming back with my beautiful dark twisted fantasy which is much more macro back to Mm -hmm. yeezus which is micro to life of pablo which is macro uh then you start into yay kids see ghost jesus is king it feels like we're due for kanye to finally go maximal again macro again yeah it's interesting i mean you can never predict what direction kanye is going to go but that does seem to be the case where like you know you get something like 808s which is very brooding and intimate and then next step is my beautiful dark twisted fantasy and Jesus, like this explosion like bringing all those issues that are like brimming beneath the 808s and heartbreaks and like casting them into this fantastical tale like you kind of wonder if that's what god god's country is going to be i I envision wash us into blood as more of an album track like to me it reminds me a lot of new slaves and this idea of a guy looking around him and seeing everything that's wrong in the world and thinking like how can we fix this and then like the next step is the rest of the album The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Right. And that difference, as you said before, like on New Slaves, Kanye thought he could fix it. But now, yeah. because that ego has <laughs> gone, he's hoping God can fix it and yeah. save everybody. I, the music video really jumped out to me because, I mean, one, the images are so startling, but I feel like this is a 
level of film that we haven't seen Kanye operate on. Like Kanye has always loved movies, right? And so many of his albums or music videos uh, from College Dropout on up to 808s, I would say, were very like blockbustery or movie-like mm-hmm. in their nature of just being very narrative-driven. But then 808s, I feel like he started to get much more like film school, much more like cinema driven <laughs> and right. started making like more art house caliber music videos, uh, peaking really with uh, Famous and Fade, where he's getting like really avant-garde with it. But Arthur Jaffa isn't necessarily a, a movie theater or like film school filmmaker even though he, I mean, he went to film school, but, or has a degree in film, but he makes visual art that's usually played in museums, right? Which is a whole different style of filmmaking than if you're putting something in a movie theater or on Netflix. And you can really see that difference in this video where it's more chaotic, more striking, that you really have to be moved by the individual images but you aren't really guided along about how to follow along with the flow of those images and what that means, which ends up causing a lot of, you have to have a lot of confrontation or a lot of interaction with the clip or the video in order to get the most out of it. But it can really hit on that visceral level. And I've really enjoyed having that companion to the song because it feels like that style really fits with the production mm. yeah i mean it it the the music video so clearly coincides with the song which is maybe why we haven't gotten music videos in a while like because Kanye's always mixing his albums up to the last second like if yay and jesus is king and like we would never get a music video ahead of an album because the songs have never been done up until the day the album's done <laughs> so it seems like and i know it looks like Arthur Jaffa had an earlier version of the song for his music video, but he essentially had the song and was able to structure it and edit it so it coincided with the song. And I think it, it really, to me, it helped guide me a little bit on what the song was about because you see all these images of people just like trying to exist and all of the weird emotions and conflicts that come out of that like when you when you feel oppressed and you feel like you've been betrayed by like the man like by the macro society that like what that causes people to do in the micro communities that they're in um it made me look at the song that way and connie looking at everybody as somebody who's not in that easiest mode anymore and who is just looking to god to to wash us in the blood and to help us the, the kind of helplessness that comes with that um, and, and not even help us to send a bad way. Just like that's that's what it's like for everybody. Like you can't truly do anything about all these problems in the world other than like put good energy out in the world and try to rub that good energy off on other people and hope it like it spreads. Like it's all you can really do. That's really what preaching the word of God is all about. And the video, music video really channels that. And like I and I think that's great that Kanye finally for the first time in a while like had a song ready way ahead of time and like coincided with somebody who's very visual because i think of kanye as a very visual person like even when he writes songs and produces his songs like they always have this 
cinematic narrative energy to it. And they're always part of a bigger whole, like a album on narrative. So I'm so glad that he finally worked with somebody ahead of time to build something like this, because it really did guide my mind and how to read the story of the song. And then as a result, I assume this will fit into a much larger story on an album on narrative. Yeah. I had earlier on our, previous attempt at recording uh, brought up the point that I was wondering how much of the video was purely Arthur Jaffa bringing in the societal elements to it and maybe taking a song that wasn't as focused on society and making it more so just based on the flow of images he chose to show us but I talked myself out of that doubt because even though most of the footage here is uh, used footage or discovered footage, or I don't know how you want to describe that, uh, taken, borrowed footage, uh, you have the original footage of Kanye struggling with that black mask that's going on and off of him. Mm. And because Kanye is involved in the video, and it's not just Arthur Jaffa putting images over the music, I think that points way more to Kanye being part or them working together on the idea that and trying to form it around what the song is saying, being that this is about society and this is what uh, influences people. And you even have that reinforced in those lines of uh, whole life being thugs, no choice, selling drugs, genocide, what it does, slavery, what it does. Like this is the impact of the situation that we're forced to be in, what you're saying about that, like top-down pressure. So to have that societal aspect reinforced and the chaos of that reinforced through the images is really helpful and really powerful. Um, I like it a lot. Yeah, and you had an interesting theory about the mask Kanye's wearing in the video. Yeah, I mean, I think you immediately jump to if the Kanye Margiela mask. Mm -hmm. uh, from the Yeezus tour that he would wear all the time. And he's wearing that mask throughout, throughout like four of the five acts of the concert. And it's not until he's about to start the fifth act and he's been redeemed in ways that the mountain that's been on stage that resembles like the height of fame and the higher you climb up on the mountain, the more that you have splits open and Jesus comes walking through the mountain and Kanye kneels down and Jesus like, blesses him and Kanye takes the mask off for the first time in the show and Jesus goes walking away and then Kanye sings the final songs leading into bound two and the concert ends with a repetition of he'll give us what we need it may not be what we want enforcing or reinforcing the fact that this was a journey that God wanted Kanye to go on in order to give Kanye what he needed or Jesus what he needed so mm -hmm. the mask represents then some of the ugliness and ego and materialism that Kanye had at that time that he then takes off at the end when he's been kind of renewed and redeemed. I do wonder if the mask is kind of getting at that, or even if you don't want to take it right to Jesus and this struggle with having that mask on, taking it off, but just even getting at the societal elements and who society wants me to be versus who I am, which you can point to directly in the song the calm yay lyrics uh they don't want me to kanye they don't want me to be kanye they want to sign a fake yay they trying to sign a calm yay that's right i call him calm yay <laughs> uh 
I wonder then if that mask going over his face is supposed to be that, like him, them not wanting him to be Kanye, but who they, whoever they want him to be. It looks like Kanye, but it's, it's not. Yeah. And it's definitely partly that, like this larger commentary on society and the way, you know, people try to control you to be. But it also, I think, just gets at the internal journey, too, because that mask, you know, the Margiela mask, I'm thinking the, the, the way Connie looks in the video, the Washes in the Blood video, reminds me most of Black Skinhead. And the energy Connie's channeling in that song and how Kanye, that, that to me is also a pretty powerful symbol. The idea that the mask is washing away in this Washes in the Blood video, that Connie isn't just... Uh, saying that he's not going to be controlled by people, that he's not going to be this person. Like he's also looking internally saying like, I'm not going to be Jesus. Like I'm going to give myself over to God. I'm going to relinquish my ego and not be the one that tries to control everything in society and tries to fix everybody. Like I can't fix anything. Like I have to give myself over to God and I have to ask God to help us. Like I have to get people to look to God to help us. I am just part of this bigger whole. And that to me is like the big takeaway I get from Kanye between the song and Jesus is King. It's like Kanye finally recognizes that, that like he is, whatever is going to fix these problems we're facing. Like it's, it's not just one person that can do it. Like we all need to work together and like, we all need to recognize the, the pains we're causing each other and like the conflict that's like, we can fix ourselves within and that's the way to fix it. Like we can't rely on the government and the police to the fix things. Like we have to. There's something very empowering about that. Yeah. Mm. Uh, when I showed uh, my wife the video, her main focus was on the clips from Grand Theft Auto. She was like, "Is is he trying to say that the world's becoming like Grand Theft Auto?" which really gave me pause because it is curious given the fact that Kanye has talked about the simulation, right? Mm -hmm. And that we're kind of in a simulation here. You see almost a simulated face going over his own. Um, I do wonder if there's a little bit of that video game elements and like people are treating like this world, just like it's grand theft auto. Like it's a video game. You could just do crazy shits and there's, this is why we need to be washed in the blood to get everything kind of back to a different perspective. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. We'd have to get him on the show and ask him. <laughs> That's right. Arthur, <laughs> Kanye, hop <laughs> to it. Uh, the thing that also jumped out to me is when I watched the music video, I really thought it was cool that we had at the end, the gospel come in. And you have the scene of the Sunday service practice and North dancing. It felt like a very uh, purposeful and poignant undercutting of the like biblical aspects of this and the tension of that and kind of the ugliness in the production to then cut away to the gospel. Like it reminded me of just Jesus where you have that exact thing where so much of the album is harsh, 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 harsh no music, no melody until you get to bound two, which finally gives you the music and the sense of release. I thought we were having something similar here. It was kind of startling to me then when I listened to the actual uh, digital version uh, of the song and that that just didn't exist. It just ended shortly after Kanye said the final lines. 
Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Again, I think that's just another moment of Kanye. There's a difference between like the visual, like, you know, the music video and like the song that's going to exist on an album. Like the video needs to convey like a bunch of ideas, like in a vacuum, whereas the song kind of belongs on an album and it's part of a larger narrative. So that isn't too surprising to me that Kanye would do that. But um, yeah, I, I love I mean, I love this song front to back. I love the way it builds and ends. It, like the way it starts out is incredible. Like with that guy just quoting the Bible verse and devour coming in like really loud and it launches into this like quietly chaotic synth and the drums come in and then it pulls back a little bit that comes back in full force and Kanye's like really aggressive. And there's so many elements of this that remind me of like classic Kanye, yet I don't think we've really gotten this version of Kanye since probably like the life of Pablo, like of any Kanye song, it reminds me the most of like freestyle four. I mean, obviously parts of Jesus, like the, the bigger, more aggressive blown up parts, but also just kind of the, the quietly aggressive parts of the life of Pablo, like feedback and freestyle four. It's just a very different version of Kanye that I'm ready for. Yep, very much so. It, actually, the first thing it made me think of was God Level, which yeah. was the unreleased song from late 2014, 2015. I, I think it was supposed to be the song for the like World Cup or Olympics or something, World Cup. And I remember hearing it in the commercials being like, oh, this is going to be awesome. Like, I can't wait. And then it just never, it never came out. And it... I feel like it has that same quality of the God level piss on your grave uh, slave name kind of beats and style to it that Kanye never actually fully embraced. And to finally have that song come to fruition, it feels like a long time in the making with feedback and freestyle four and maybe even father stretch my hands part two, almost toying with the idea or implementing it, but in a smaller way. And now he's finally turned it into this finished song that's really mm. striking and really hitting. Yeah. Yeah, I think Connie, yeah, he's definitely been trying to channel the energy for a while, but this does feel like the first time, like, he finished a song, <laughs> which I think is the complaint a lot of people have about Kanye. It's like a lot of his songs feel unfinished or that, like, it never got to the place he wanted it to get to. Like, this song's ready. Like, it's ready to go. Arthur Jaffa had it ahead of time. Like, they you know, tinkered with it a bit, but like this to me sounds like a fully finished song. Like all of Connie's lines are really clear. It's very dramatic. Like it has a very purposeful, purposeful structure. Like, I don't know. And we get Travis Scott. I mean, shit. With the lucky land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, I... Uh... Did you, how'd you feel about the Travis Scott feature? It's, I mean, I, I love it. I mean, I love Travis Scott and I, I, I know people are complaining that they wish there was more Travis Scott, which I, I get, but to me, this just, this is how Kanye uses features now, you know, 
Like, unless you're Kendrick Lamar on No More Parties in L.A., you don't get a full verse. Like, even Clips's verse on Music Gospel, like, is a, like, it's not like a shitload of bars or anything. This, to me, feels like a very purposeful use of a feature where Travis Scott comes in and, like, adds, like, an extra oomph to the song. Like, it doesn't feel out of place. It feels like, he, you know, he comes in and he's saying, uh, uh, you know, like, he's building himself up and then he has, like, a few lines and this is why i love kanye because it doesn't he doesn't need somebody to be a full-fledged feature like we classically know hip-hop features to be he's using people the way he needs them he's using people so that they help build the energy and story of a song as opposed to like verse chorus verse chorus guest verse you know like the classic way like he's he's kind of minimal in that way that he's just like using people what he needs from people and I think it works for this song. Like, I think Travis comes in, like, it's it's dramatic. He's talking about, you know, execution in 30 states and how it can feel like the whole system is against you. It, it, it's, like, just enough for me that it works. Yeah. Uh, it was one of the things where I wasn't sure how the feature would be used. And I kind of forgot it was going to happen <laughs> as I started mm. listening. Like, and I'd obviously saw that it was featuring travis scott but when he finally came in i'm not typically big on endline ad libs especially like the migo style endline mm-hmm. ad libs they start to get really frustrating to me but what travis scott does here with his ad libs that he has in the front half of this verse i thought really slid in well with the production elements yeah. like it was a softer aspect to it or a more melodic aspect to the production that nothing else <laughs> had. So he really like brought an energy that I thought caused the song to take on that extra uh, glow to it. And then especially when his verse or half verse kind of takes over, I really, I don't know, just the whole energy vibe he had there was perfect, I thought, for it. And puts a lot of emphasis then. I know people will complain that it's short, but I think it also emphasizes then what he says. Like, execution 30 states, 30 states still execute. Like, that's one of the most, I think, important lines in the whole track. Yeah. And and again, I, I think it's, at this point with Kanye, like, his features are very purposeful and they're meant to convey something very specific. Like, we think about Ty Dollar Sign and how he represents this kind of Jesus energy on Ye. And like, there's a storyline with Ty Dollar Sign's verses. Like there's so much more to people beat on the way Pusha T's used on uh, Feel the Love. Is that what that sounds called? Feel the Love? Yeah. (laughs) Why am I blanking on that? (laughs) Like people come in knowing like that's what Kanye wants from them. Like here's the story. Here's where you come in in the story. Like this is what you do. I can only imagine that this is the same case of this song. Agreed. 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 Um, I think it's one of the things I don't think we talked about in this version of the recording yet, but uh, the mixing on the actual uh, single version or streaming version of the song is Mm -hmm. way different than the video version, which if people only watch the video, I can't imagine somebody's only watched the video and then listened to this. Like, (laughs) I feel like anybody Maybe. that's listening to this has to have also listened to just the streaming version of the song. But 
the differences in the mix is really startling and points to the fact that you were saying earlier that like Jaffa had the song earlier in order mm-hmm. to put it together and still has that mixed version because man just the difference in the production and how it hits and Kanye's vocals I'm not usually one to complain about like in quotes poor mixing because it's just not something I think about or care about that much but this is one of the times where actually the difference was very striking yeah so I I should go back and listen to the YouTube version just to see what the big difference is but I mean I will say I remember listening to it initially not knowing how I felt about it and then kind of being blown away by my first official listen on like Bose headphones and everything. Like I was sold in the song immediately. That was the, the video again or the stream? No, the, the stream, the digital download. Oh yeah. Yeah. Then go back and watch the video again with, and be like, yeah, <laughs> maybe. Ugh. Ugh. Uh, anything else then? Any other thoughts? Um, the, no, I, the only last thing I wanted to re-include in this episode was you notice some um unreleased tracks on the genius page that could be part of god's country right oh yeah because we were talking in the first the first time about where this might be on the album did this feel like an opener did this feel like it would be in the same spot as new slaves did it feel like it would be more climactic like runaway like or a closer like where would this be and i scrolled down on the genius page and god's country had four songs total listed wash us in the blood black vietnam superman and ambitious which i hadn't heard about any of those no and what's interesting is a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour is actually from the bible about the devil uh be sober be vigilant because your adversary the devil as a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour and this ambitious song has uh, lyrics from a snippet that I guess people have heard that says won't until it take me the devil weak the devil weak devil thought I bought her a ceiling I've been back from addiction I done beat they prediction so just a little continuity between those mm-hmm. songs and then black Vietnam sounds like it's epic enough to be a follow-up to wash us in the blood and there was actually a post on uh, our Yandi leaks back one month ago porn syrup said lupe fiasco just said in a new ig live that he might be open to doing features for other artists again and the first on his list is for kanye's new album on a track called black vietnam and they added an edit that said apparently lupe approached kanye with the track around 2013 and it was considered but eventually scrapped now kanye has reached out to lupe about finalizing the concept and track for his new album (laughs) In 2013, it's the year Jesus came out. Kanye heard, got this idea from Lupe. Didn't think it was quite right then, but now thinks it's perfect for God's country. I mean, the the story's written right there. Yeah, the like biblification of Jesus mm. is fascinating, and really, if Kanye is like continuing to kind of counter or put into some kind of uh, new perspective everything from Jesus I'm there for yeah totally and and you totally get that from this song like it isn't this song isn't as unleashed as Jesus is one second (laughs) oh wow Alexa's trying to get into the conversation 
Um, God, I guess I could just sit here and keep talking. That would be weird, though, right? If it was just me. Although I guess there was an episode where Chris just talked all on his own. It was after my car accident. Did you know I was in a car accident? I was in a car accident once and was very incapacitated. The show was down for a few weeks, actually. And Chris, I just remember there was an episode where Chris did all on his own. And it was very strange. It's not as strange to see him doing it on the YouTube video. There's something more natural about that. But to hear the podcast episode just all on his own, ranting, rambling, doing his Chris thing. That was different. Hmm. But what I was going to say about this is that it, it sounds like Jesus, but like a caged version of Jesus. Like Jesus is unleashed. Somebody who's kind of let loose. He's a maniac. He's out in the world. He's trying to fix everything where this is like, this really feels like a song where Connie is kind of taking well, stock. Oh, oh, you're here. Yeah. <laughs> I was just, uh, I just continued talking because who gives a fuck? Okay. Um, I was basically just saying that Jesus is like, kind of unleashed where the song really feels caged and suppressed in a way like Connie's really looking at everything and, and kind of feels helpless. And yeah, to me, that's the big difference between this and Jesus is that Jesus, you know, the ego's unleashed, but in this, the ego's doesn't exist. Like he's given himself over and he's just, I don't know. There's a weird tension that comes from something like that, I guess. Yeah. Which I'm excited to explore further on, uh, the entirety of God's country. Yeah, that'll be fun. Really fun to do. I thought we'd get a nice little break after Jesus is king, but I guess not. <laughs> yeah, it seemed like we were going to have, I don't know, months of just some relaxation. Maybe a whole year. Yeah, not doing line-by-line -line analysis after five years of doing line-by-line -line analysis, but so it goes. Mm-hmm. So it goes. But uh, And what was your favorite part of wash us in the blood i mean there's it's all so good but like i think part of me i love new yay but like i love these little snippets of old yay like the goofiness the cheesiness so like they want to sign a fake kanye they're trying to sign a calm yay that's right i call him kanye like the fact that he says that's right i call him calm yay <laughs> like he's almost <laughs> saying out loud to us like yeah this is dumb but like it, it's dumb but also like smart <laughs> like Kanye is like one of the few people I know that like does that really well where a lot of a lot of people complain about you know like the cringe lyrics and quotes on Jesus is King but as you and I went through all the lyrics on Jesus is King like there's so much meaning and nuance and there's so many double entendres triple entendres that like there's always something deeper to it and like calm yay Connie denying being calm yay like it just gets in his entire like mantra and persona like there's so much more to it than like the dumb goofy line that makes me laugh <laughs> yeah right you can just laugh at the dumb goofy line but also yeah. appreciate the depth the depth I love it how about you uh my favorite part ends up being just where it ends like the whole song builds up to uh, repeating that chorus of whole life being thugs, no choice, selling drugs, genocide, what it does, slavery, what it does. And it puts an emphasis on slavery, what it does in a way that almost feels, I feel like redemptive is a weird word to use in this because on the one hand, I think Kanye deserved criticism and flack for how he spoke at TMZ, mm -hmm. but on the same 
at the same time, I do think what he was trying to say was taken way out of context and misquoted over and over again, where he's trying to talk about slavery existing in America in some form for 400 years, whether it's physical slavery, mental slavery, financial slavery, like the slavery to materialism and all the stuff that we've praised him for talking about in terms of all falls down and new slaves and Mm. uh, where it seems like society is at with power dynamics and the power struggle and uh, the classism that we have and Mm -hmm. uh, all this stuff that you can get into about capitalism. Right. So for Kanye to have that word be such a taboo thing for him to say in 2018 and to the point where he ended up having to cut a reference or just use of the word on yay just to avoid the controversy of it for him to two years later be coming back to it and saying it with such confidence and saying it in a way that lacks the controversy right. but in a way that people can understand and agree with and that seems far more poignant now because of everything that's gone on in the last two years. Mm. I think that that's like incredibly powerful and fascinating just from like, it's powerful within the work of art itself, but it's also fascinating when you know the artist and what that line then means, not just as a statement within the work, but as a statement from the artist. Yeah, totally. I mean, that's why we love Kanye as an artist. Like, I mean, we love Kanye, the real Kanye too. But we know like what comes with that. Like he's not always the best communicator. Like he's very off the cuff. But a song like this, like you're totally right. Like this says everything that all falls down, new slaves. Like this idea of being mentally enslaved and like succumbing to the system. And I mean, it's all there. Like that last line is so powerful. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. I... Is that it? Are we done? We did it. it. Yeah. That was fun to do a second time. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, (laughs) I want to thank everybody for bearing with us, but you didn't have to hear the first one. So uh, you can, you're welcome for us doing it a second time. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. You know what? I'm thinking we should just do it a third time. Oh, don't you even. (laughs) Don't you even. Because I'm about to go from this right to the YouTube video. So, (laughs) Oh gosh. How are you going to handle it? Uh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> but uh, we'll be back as there's more information, content, especially when God Country, Country drops. You can uh, stay tuned to us for all your Kanye podcasting content and insight and discussion. And if you can't wait for the podcast, you can find us at Kanye Podcast and at TL underscore Bean on Twitter, on YouTube. Uh, watching the throne Kanye podcast and you can also subscribe to our patreon and get all of our old episodes as well as the mini seasons we're doing with the current one being Kanye hot takes yeah and me talking about clazy oh yeah Travis and uh, Lauren have been doing clazy news so (laughs) you can listen to all that good stuff yeah okay well stay wavy yeah and keep it loopy remember to wash Tell them Raise your glasses, your glasses, your glasses to the sky.
This is the last call for alcohol for the So get your ass up off the wall. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.